know what it is. Welcome back to Double Dose. I'm your host, Daniel. And I'm your host, Depeche. And we're here to take you from Earth to the dark side of the moon. Ooh, I like that. Daniel. Yes. How are you, man? Good. That's good. How are you? I'm not too bad. Um, Something uh, interesting has transpired over the last couple of days. Hit me with it. I want to hear it. So, I was doing a little bit of a review on our uh, socials, on our TikTok. Mm -hmm. And one thing I noticed was uh, when I was just like scrolling through our feed was... There was one video that didn't have any views. It was very okay. interesting. Yes. And uh, so I clicked on the video yeah. and it just so happened to be the video that we talk about the illustrious Mr. Murdoch. Ooh, I had a feeling that this could happen. So I, I don't know how a Chinese... Oh, is it a, is it a Chinese-owned company? Who? TikTok. Murdoch? Oh, yeah, TikTok. Yep. <laughs> Murdoch, Murdoch he's, he's got his fingers all over the world. He owns TikTok. <laughs> he owns China. Um. Yeah, dude, that's uh, pretty interesting. I'm I'm wondering how much uh, sway they have that, because you know, uh, organically the the app itself would get you at least ten views, at least. It wouldn't be zero. It wouldn't be zero. It'd be highly unlikely that it's just saying zero. Yeah, it's like zero likes, zero views, and uh, amongst everything, which at least has something. Which at least has no, like the minimum is like seventy views. Okay, that's pretty. That's cool. That's like our, uh, you know, our least. Uh, Low key, yeah. Those, uh, low key, those are um, early uploads. What is it called? Low key. Um, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Low key. When you're like hyping yourself. What's the word? <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, fuck! It'll come back to me. All right. We yeah. need another hype man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's uh that's a pretty interesting. I'm wondering how much power he has because you know we gave him a little diss and you know it wasn't. Anything uh, bad? I'm sure he's heard a lot worse. Uh, for Do you think it's it's potentially even doing AI algorithms to test the word even coming up Murdoch, or it's just the? Oh, I will I will say that I did a hashtag. You Murdoch. hashtag Murdoch yeah, maybe yeah. is is already you know straight away flagged and banned or something. But uh, how does that work for a company that isn't Australian? You could pay. Owned? You could totally pay mm. and say, okay, this is what I'm. I don't want shown. Don't market this stuff or it's a considered don't a, a slander of, my name you know tiktok have got their algorithms that say this is a more controversial topic low-key brag that's what i was gonna say oh you're on a low-key brag yeah yeah i don't look at guys i don't want a low-key brag but you know fucking we're hitting high oh, numbers now we're hitting only got 70 is my lowest yeah, you know and this one's got zero. tens of thousand views that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying <laughs> nah it's i i found that super suspicious it is very suspicious. Um, I d- I'm, I'm a bit concerned that uh, they We've have this much power. The shadow realm. We we made a joke about getting banished to the shadow realm, and now and I feel like I got a duel. And we did. I hope you got a deck Where's of cards, dude. Dark magician, at. I, got, I know. <laughs> I need a fucking blue eyes real quick. <laughs> Straight. Who up. was the dude with the um, the five cards? They get the head and the arm. Exodius. Exodius, dude. That guy. We need that guy on our side. Yeah, we need that Exodius motherfucker. To come we need that guy in defense mode. We need him in hole. defense mode real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I switched my card into defense mode. That guy's voice was crazy good when he when he switched into the like the Egyptian self, right? Because he yeah, had two voices. He, yeah, yeah. When he when he was big Yugi, yeah, oh, Yami Yugi, it was called Yami. What Yugi. if he What if he met a chick it, with when he had the mad deep alpha bro voice, and then he just slow, <laughs> he goes down. Hey, it's me, guys. Hey, I'm just a little timid boy, and she's like, hey, "What the fuck? What's this? I banged you last <laughs> week." <laughs> Oh, that was my alter ego. Don't worry oh, about that. Shit. I play card games for a living, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> I thought you were from Egypt. I thought you were a prince. <laughs> uh, only for, I can be again. <laughs> I can be. How did he change? He had the puzzle. Right. The little uh, like medallion thing. Was it a whole pyramid? Was, yeah, it was a pyramid eye. Yeah. yeah. Upside down. Illuminati yeah. shit. They were brainwashing us young. Yeah, we got a, we got a real young. Mm. So I think, look, I think Murdoch has definitely got his fingers in all the pies right now. And he's definitely saying, or definitely putting some sort of controversial topic to not make these type of videos go up. But if you Google Murdoch on TikTok, sorry, if you search Murdoch on TikTok, I'm sure something comes up. Guys, please don't do that. Um, I heard of a friend searching Murdoch on TikTok and then I never heard from him again. He's in the Shadow Realm. His name? Instant Shadow Realm. Was (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh. It's true, bro. 
true story, bro. True story. <laughs> His name was Yami Yugi. <laughs> Yami, you're gone. <laughs> and he wanted to become the dude. I um, when I recently started, not recently, when I had just started at the my current job, mm-hmm. um, a person that worked there quit uh, to pursue a career in magic, and I thought that was really interesting in this day and really? age to do that. What a what a what a gamble in this Dude, day and age. Twenty twenty two. You can I I seen um I've heard of people hiring magicians for parties and stuff. Still. Yep. I guess yeah. very common thing. I mean, unless you like you hit Las Vegas and you're one of those no, big it's, stars. It could just be like random parties for like a birthday party, yeah. but they'll but they'll be pretty cool magicians. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I've heard of one called the Black Tie Magicians here in Australia, and they're pretty cool. Small team. Yeah. Okay. And they can you hire them for like five hundred bucks? They come to your house. Pretty good, pretty good living. That's pretty cool. The weekend gig, yeah, and it's fun. And it's fun, and you get to you got to be good with people though. You get yeah. so many drunk idiots. Oh, I can see the card. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want to do it for kids though. I don't feel like there'd be oh, any no, enjoyment kids would in that. Be, but these guys are all go to like high class events. Yeah, where it's you know maybe a corporate gig, and they're there to wow everyone as well. Check check behind your retina. <laughs> check behind your retina. Here's a here's a scalpel. Oh my god, it kind of hurts, but <laughs> there is my card. <laughs> Can I go to the hospital now? <laughs> yeah, they did an episode in South Park where David Blaine was there. And they were like, check in your butthole. Yeah. <laughs> check in your butthole. And he's like, reach up further, further. And he's like, I feel something. And he pulls it out. It's a fucking card. <laughs> that guy's, you know, if anyone is an alien, David Blaine. You know, I did a lot of research into him. And he's not so much, he is a magician, that's for sure. He's a great illusionist. Mm. But a lot of the shit that he does in terms of, holding his breath for a long time and, you know, poking his finger with a knife and shit and putting that ice you know, pick, put ice right. pick yeah, thing yeah. through his hand. That's all real. And yeah. he's just learned how to do that stuff. It's so the water spurting, do you remember when he yeah. learned how to water spurt and he could spurt up a goldfish? Yeah. He had to, he went into that African, you remember that video years ago about that I think guy it was like in Turkey Africa? or something. Oh um, no, it was like a, it was like a, a place in Africa or like Zimbabwe or something. Mm. And there was a guy who could shoot water out of his mouth and it was a really, big hyped video that was a viral video. I remember that. Yeah. And he went and literally went to that town and tracked him down, tracked down the guy from, they, they looked at signage or something in the, and went to experts and said, where's this village? Mm. Like, you know, the, the, the street side in the background and they found the place, found the guy and he taught him how to spurt and said it was all muscle control, diaphragm control. And then he learned to do it. Yeah. Not as good as the guy. That guy was a machine. Like he could just literally like a water hose. It was. It was like yeah, just like a constant stream. I I think I watched that episode, and I I think he was also attempting to do this trick that like a, a Turkish magician used to do. Oh yeah, where he swallowed the goldfish, and then at the end of the show, bring up the goldfish. No, um, this guy had he would coat his belly in water and then drink like gasoline oh, yes. to sit on top of Sorry, the water. Yes, and, and he shoot, shoot fire. Yeah, shoot fire out um, of his mouth yeah. after it's empty. Yes, sorry, I've heard that too. But then I think he eroded his stomach because the gasoline or whatever ethanol he was using was yes. um, would just erode his stomach yeah, lining. Yeah, it would eat your stomach lining. Yeah. And you couldn't hold it in there for long. No, yeah. You'd have and, to be like And his pro- mouth was burning and shit. It was yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah I've I seen him do it. But he tried to do this goldfish one at a celebrity's house and he couldn't get the goldfish up for an hour. So he, the, the trick was he's swallowing a goldfish and he had to water spurt until it came out, but he didn't have the strength. So he was just drinking water and spurting it and then drinking water oh and spurting God. it. And it happened for an hour before the fish finally came out because he didn't have the strength like the like yeah. that dude in Africa did. That goldfish was like, wow, I'm at wet and wild water world right now. <laughs> yeah, what is happening? Imagine being that goldfish. Dude, traumatized. You're just chilling your life. Yep, cool. All right, I'm in some creature's belly. Now he keeps drinking water and trying to spit me out for an hour. That is bizarre. Oh, my God. Do you think you'd feel relieved? Or the, just the trauma from it all. You'd be like, just digest me. But you know what? Actually, being eaten whole as a goldfish must be the most natural way to go in the world. You get, But like, are you saying you don't get chewed up? You just get swallowed? Yeah, you get swallowed by another fish. Yeah. That's so oh, yeah. normal. Where are Where's goldfish? Phil? Uh, oh, he just died of like he, he just, just died of old age. No, <laughs> not like that. It's like he's got to be eaten. Where, where's where, a good boy? Where be are goldfish? Like every other fish. Where are goldfish native to? Um, very, very disgusting swamp water and lakes. Interesting. Because you can't picture water. them just swimming around other than people's They're not houses. a freshwater fish. Yeah. Okay. That's why, you know, when you also, did you know, 
random fact here, mm-hmm. um, many, many facts. Goldfish staying small in a fish tank is is a like a growth imbalance by their environment being too small. So a goldfish yes. in the in the wild gets huge. It gets like big, like a koi. But a goldfish being in a little in a little um glass clean jar, it just is forced to stay small. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like stopping them from growing. It's horrible. We um also I'll never have fish. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, you want to you want to treat them to like a nice yeah I, I, aquarium. I'm not like that person that goes. I need this to have to look at because I want to just look at cool fish. We the house I grew up in, um, we had a huge pond in the backyard. It was a full brick pond. You could yep. I could have probably swam in it. Yeah, and um, the previous owner was an Italian guy, and he um, raised koi fish, uh, prize winning koi fish. I think we had we had like ten of them, and these are the type of koi's that are like you could pat them. They're so big, they're almost intelligent. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, they'll yeah. suck on your finger. Uh, my, uh, so like he, I think he he moved to Italy, so he had to leave them all behind. Mm-hmm. We bought the house, and he's like, you know, keep them. And um, yeah, my dad uh put some really strong cleaning solution in the pond and killed them all. And these <gasps> these koi would have been like thousands. You know, and also probably maybe 20, 30 years old. They were old, yeah, yeah. Oh they my were big boys. God, did your dad feel bad? He felt bad. He tried. We tried to do it again. Uh, we tried to do the whole koi thing again. We bought like eleven koi. We let them grow up. Um, they got about, I don't know, probably eight centimeters long, eight to ten centimeters long. Mm-hmm. And uh, I woke up one morning. We had we had them mixed with goldfish, and I woke up one morning just having a glass of water, listening, uh, looking out the kitchen window. And I just see all these shiny things on a, on the concrete. I'm like, what the hell's that? I walk outside and there's scales and blood everywhere. Cats. Oh, seabird. A seabird? Yeah. Where are you living? <laughs> it, um, I had noticed it a couple of weeks earlier. It was well, like, like a seagull. It was a grey bird with a long neck. Pelican? No, no, not that big. Oh. It, was, it was a skinny bird, just a really long neck. I don't know what, what bird it oh, was. Pointy head? Like pointy beak? Very pointy? Yeah. Very pointy. I think I know the one. And, yeah, Bastards. That guy. That guy. Wow. And uh, yeah, dude, he uh, massacred all the koi and goldfish <laughs> other than one white koi and one black koi. And those are the lucky two. Dang. And after that, we put chicken wire on and it just was never the same. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's, that's my story sucks. of my- That's why kind of nice things. Yeah, Nature, not- fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> it was, oh, imagine man. that that bird did all you can eat buffet. He would all this for it. me? Yeah, smorgasbord. Like 20, 20 fish just like, bop, 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 bop. Oh, dude. What a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, yeah. Because we, we used to go to the local markets um, annually that have a koi festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, the koi, like the, the people that would submit their kois, they would have a drum, like a barrel that was like three meters in diameter with just one prize koi in it to show off, to get like, to win an award. Yeah. It was, it was insane. Wow. Yeah, they can get big. And really I, big. they think that they can live like 100 years or something or more. Yeah. yeah, they get massive. Pretty freaky. It's like lobsters. I've heard that they have no age limit. The only way they die in the wild is by either being fished or killed by something else bigger. And there, there was a guy who wanted to see, it was an experiment years ago, there was a guy who wanted to see how long he could keep one for. I'm pretty sure he kept it for 50 years or more and it showed no signs of aging. And one day he actually accidentally stood on it and killed it. Oh no! Yeah, he was experimenting, doing his thing, and I think it, it like went on the floor, and he he went to like pick it up and, and stood on it. Pinchy, pinchy, no, dude. Um, have you bath. have you heard about this um, jellyfish that's immortal? Yeah, this. Uh, I, I, but I'm, but I'm, I'm going to give the name a go. Not, so I'm going to give the tell, name a go. Tell me, uh, tell me about it. Teratopsis nutricula. Okay, absolutely butchered it, um, but it doesn't die, so it's okay. Uh, it's a small jellyfish that can transfer its cells back to childhood. I think it's a defense mechanism. Wow. Imagine yeah. going, I'm so scared, I'm just going to revert back into a baby. Got that Benjamin Button. <laughs> Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. Button multiple jellyfish. times. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if they choose to go forever, um, which is interesting. I, I, but then isn't there like um, with jellyfish, there's like thousands of- um, Different species? Sex. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I I know a lot of them don't even have to breed. They, they can like, do it themselves or like yeah, clone okay. themselves essentially, I think. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Imagine yeah. being able to live 
Like they don't even have a brain. They just yeah. They just exist. It's this instinctual. Well, it's it's a body without any thought process. It just does what's natural. It's like a it's like a, a piece of grass almost. Yeah, you'd say like that's the hybrid between an animal and a plant. Totally. Mm. Wow, I just yeah, I had that exact thought then too. I thought it's very much like <laughs> yeah, a plant and an animal had a baby. Yeah, and there's this thing that just lives and breathes and does everything on its own without a single sentient thought. Like on land, it would be like if it, as if a shrub could just slowly maneuver its way around the neighborhood. Slowly, How slowly. weird would that be if you, if the plant life was essentially like it was in the ocean? Yeah. So, you know, the grass would just be, oh, my lawn's moved today. It's it's waddled down the street. No, well, maybe it'll come back. Like it was just this organic thing that just like- Slithered around. Yeah, just like, like if you could you could just stare at your backyard and just watch it like, you know, you time lapse it and you'd be like, hey, my grass moved yeah. 10 meters, to, two meters today. Like it just, like wherever the shade is in your backyard, it's not there. It just yeah, keeps yeah, moving just with the sun. Move. Yeah, that'd be so cool. That'd be so trippy. Anyway, that's kind of like what the ocean's like. It, that is true. Yeah. Is it? Uh, oh, what's happening? We just got news that, that Murdoch is infiltrating us right now. Okay, we're back. We figured out what it was. We're it back. was in the nuclear codes and we cancelled them real quick. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. Um, we have a kill switch. What's it called? Dead Man's Hand? Oh, I don't know. I think... Um, there's a fail safe. I don't know if it's just in America, but if they were to go into nuclear annihilation, there's essentially a dead man's hand. It's an AI that um, will automatically trigger the nukes. Oh, really? <laughs> if the humanity can't? Yeah, yeah. Wow. If the, if the president is unable to go, he's in he's in Air Force One, he's in the sky, and he's like, launch the nukes. Um, and you don't have like two dudes to flip the switch and press the button. I think there's like a... Uh, a failsafe, yeah. Oh, I didn't think that. I thought they wouldn't be able to launch, and that was the final thing. Wow, isn't that scary that we just go, well, you know what, let's just leave it to the robots at the end of the day. And then what technically nukes the world? The humans that designed the dead man's hand or the AI that deployed it? Because there's a point where we're going to think AI is as sentient as us. Yeah, but launching nukes, would because it's designed to do that, it's definitely our fault. (laughs) D-Day. Hmm. Um, yeah, Dead Man's Hand nuclear retaliation system. Wow. Scary stuff. So oh, wow, it was invented, uh, invented during the Cold War era. So that's uh, some old tech. It's not even AI at that point. It's just a computer program. Yeah, some, just, it's just a, an analog clock mm. with a sensor <laughs> with a little um, gigometer. Gargometer. You just got someone at the end of the day that goes, I just had another hour. Yeah. I just had another hour. <laughs> like Lost. Yeah. That's uh, cool. Yeah, man. All right, I got, I got one for you. Shoot. Get this. All right. Baked beans. You know baked beans? Love them. They're coming out with a Vegemite flavor. Like this is Heinz? Heinz, Heinz baked beans are coming out with tomato <sighs> and Vegemite flavor. It could blow up. It could be like the shapes. They never went away. That That's their best seller I, now. People do eat Vegemite baked beans, don't they? Yeah, it's a yeah, thing. So yeah. they put their Vegemite on the toast, then baked beans with that. So they thought we'll just hit two birds at once. So yeah, yeah, I think this is like when Vegemite also tried to release that cheesy mite because people, they're like, oh, people like eating cheese and Vegemite. It's like, no, and no one liked it. It's like, I'll do it myself. Okay, it wasn't the same. No. Well, um, that, what's the people. color of that going to be? I have no idea. Imagine it's all marbled. Marbled with black. Yeah. I don't know. That's gross. I wouldn't eat it. Yeah, I probably won't. I don't even like baked beans that much, but I know some people love it and they're going to do it. I do like baked beans. I think after they've seen the shapes, they're gone. we got to try some more stuff and see what else lands at this point because that's crazy. Remember when shapes um, thought they should reinvent all the flavors and everyone was like, what, like literally what, stop what you're doing. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. That happened like three or four years ago. and um, They just came up with a bunch of flavors. No, no, they, they reinvented every original flavor. What do you mean reinvented? Like they, they packaged... Barbecue, new flavor, pizza, new. And everyone was like, this is so shit. Change it back. And then there was a period where they had original flavor and the new flavor because they had to like, you know, not look like they fell back on their word. And then they phased all the new ones out and they're back to the originals. You know what they done? They gone, all right, we can try all this new flavor stuff. And it's just us cutting the cost heaps on all the product and getting way less flavor into the into the product and if everyone likes it and we call it new flavor if everyone likes it cool but if everyone hates it no harm done we'll just go back to the old ways but for sure it was about cutting costs there's no yeah. way they're just gone we're just going to reinvent it for funsies it's the coca-cola thing right like distract them with a the new flavor 
slightly change the original flavor. And then when they come back, they go, ah, finally, the original flavor. And they're like, <laughs> little I do you know. I think Coke's changed at all. The original? I, think they, I think they did it with Diet Coke. It was like a, they launched, I think in the 80s, New Coke. It had a bat- backlash and then they changed it to Diet Coke. Yeah, they were trying like to get that. Coke. Man, the other day when I ha- haven't had Coke in so long and I had a do- no sugar, I thought, man, this does not taste anything like Coke at all. And that's the one that's meant to taste like Coke. Yeah, that this food science has increased more versus... So what it was is, you know, I know a lot about Coke. I work for them. So what it was was that Diet Coke was a totally new formula with no sugar mm-hmm. trying to be the flavor of Coke. But Coke no sugar or Coke Zero when it came out was Coke the exact same formula but replaced the sugar with, an, with, a, with a substitute. So Diet Coke was a completely different formula right. that tried to replicate Coke taste. Right, right, right. But it, but it just wasn't because food science was just not there yet. They didn't have an artificial sugar, no sugar yet. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like a, yeah, yeah. There was just no proper substitute. Mm. So, or it would change the taste too much. So they had to come up with a new formula. But then Coke, no sugar was the same formula, but instead of the sugar, they put the new, this new substitute in and that was, the, that was the change. Okay, I got one more for you. Yeah, man. All right. Do you remember the guy that... Do you remember the story of the Russian scientist that was going to do the head transplant? Yes. Do you remember the story? Yeah. Do, did you know much about it? Was this during World War Two? No, man. No? This was 2015. Oh, my God. Okay, no. Okay. There was a Russian scientist. His name was uh, Dr. Sergio Canavero uh, in, in Italy. He was a Russian scientist, a Russian um, neurosurgeon, but uh, I think did a lot of work in Italy. Okay. was going to do a full head transplant from one body to another. Is um so is the body the the, the body of the person is completely brain dead. Is, is it's it's from a dead person, a freshly dead person? No, a person who's alive but brain dead. Are they switching two bodies with two heads? No, so the person who's brain dead is going to have their head cut off and thrown in the bin. Okay. And the person who's body dead He's going to have the head cut off and stuck onto the body of another person, apparently live through it. So imagine you're getting <laughs> your deep, head, dude. Imagine getting your head cut off and transplanted onto another body and, and surviving. That's so scary. Do you think you would feel things really differently? I have no idea. This is what's horrifying, right? Because like, you know, that whole question of like, is the, is the red you're seeing the same red I'm seeing? Do you think is like? If, oh no, no no! His vision—it's all going to be the same. No, like oh, as you a mean body, his bodily like, experience? When you touch a blanket, he was the exact he was, same. His way. body was dying anyway. He had um, I, he had some sort of neurological condition that caused your neck down to be completely paralyzed. But the new body he goes into, it was the a memories body. of like how you feel the world. Do you think you would feel it differently because it's a different body? Yeah, but you'd get used to it. Yeah. It's like when you become buff or when you become skinny, you eventually get used to it and that's the new normal. If you, you woke get, up oh, yeah, fat no. one day, you'd be like, shit, how'd I get here? This no is weird as hell. You definitely get used you to get it. You get adapted to it, right? So the idea was that, yeah, a full head transplant. So That's scary. The, the guy who's going to go through it was a, a 30-year-old computer science uh, scientist who had uh, a condition, which I'm going to read out in a sec, but he okay. was volunteering for the surgery. Okay, well, wow. So he had a, a rare genetic muscle wasting condition called type 1 spinal muscular atrophy. And the condition caused loss of motor neurons in the spinal cord and the brain region connected to the to the spinal cord. So individuals with the disease are unable to walk and then are often have to be, uh, are then unable to sit unaided. So it was a ticking time bomb. Like he, he was, was eventually going to- Yeah, he was eventually going to yeah, become okay. completely unable to, you know, uh, look after him, well, do anything. Can't yeah. even move his hand. Nothing. So he, he thought he'd get a jump start. Okay. The procedure was estimated to take a hundred surgeons. A hundred fucking dudes. What are they all doing? I don't know. But it was <laughs> going to take a hundred surgeons and 36 hours to complete. To, oh my God. And it was going to be a complete spinal cord fusion. Right. So they're going to get the spinal cord from one dude to another and sew every thread together. All the, the, like, all the nerves. All the nerves. Wow. You know how complicated? Your I heard it's like, uh, it looks like angel hair spaghetti. Yeah. Like, and, but, but like- Micron level. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, the head from the donor body will be removed using an ultra sharp blade in quotation marks okay. to limit the amount of damage to the spinal cord. The procedure, 100 surgeons, 100 spinal cord fusion surgeons 
Um, yeah. So in order to make the incision, any it needed to be a super sharp blade because any damage, any even slight touch, they said more than one Newton meter, which is like a couple of grams of strength, could damage the fibers of the spinal cord. I'm, I'm picturing every um, uh, surgeon is allowed one millimeter of a cut just so they all have have a, have a part in this because there's a hundred of them. They just go, mind pass the scalpel down the line. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm tired. You next. Yeah. <laughs> this is too. This is too much. Yep. So it was going to go ahead, right? The surgery is going to cost fifteen million dollars oh, because wow. they needed to one get the the surgeons to all do it, and yeah. then. <laughs> They had to build a custom ultra-sharp diamond blade made of diamonds. It needed to be so thin and so sharp that it was like never been done before. I feel like this is a a, 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 a surgeon should be operating a, a machine to have this much precision. Maybe they would have. They didn't They didn't specify. He's, he's a neurosurgeon and brain yeah. surgeon for okay. years. Anyway, they got the financial resources from uh, diverse millionaires, high interest in science and medical field. The main contributor was a Russian billionaire, the founder of Orbiter... Orbiter initiative with a plan to transplant a human brain into a robotic body. So he thought creating this could eventually lead to the first cyborg and his goal was to have a cybernetic immortality. So that's why he funded this project. That's an interesting uh, choice of career. Right. Anyway, the WNA, which is the World Medicine Association, was up in arms about this and said, if you do it, we will never let you practice again. Threatening him that like, that's it. If, if you do go ahead with this procedure, it's so crazy, you will lose the right to perform any surgeries ever again. This is like an international board of international doctors? International board of doctors okay. saying, right. that's it, you will be banned for life. You will never perform a surgery. This guy was like world-level surgeon as and well. And he's like, see that, I'm going, to, going back to Russia so I can do whatever I want. No, it keeps going. So he said the difficult part of the, the, the difficult and risky part of the operation was not the surgery itself. It was the, sur- the patient recovery. So he, think that, he thinks that it could actually be accomplished and keep the body alive so he'd have to be so they do the surgery essentially it all went it all goes well put him in a coma for a month and then let him the patient recover while stimulating his nerves and stimulating his spinal cord to to help produce the to help produce the the neural connection throughout the throughout the nerves right to the brain they enlisted the help of this professor called ren jiang ping from Harbin Medical University, and he'd been te- testing the potential, uh, the plausibility of the procedure for years on mice, and he was able to do a successful head transplant back in 2015. And the mouse fully recovered, all body movement, and within two months. Wow, okay. A whole head. That's in- And that's quite quick recovery. Yeah, but this is mice, right? So... Yeah. They tried it on a more complex human because a mouse is one thing. Mice are very tolerant to like anything. They can like, they're like terminators, you know, they can recover a lot. Yeah. So they tried a more complex subject with a monkey, right? And they said, okay, we're going to cut a fucking poor monkey as Jeez. well. Like they're just cutting heads off monkeys to go, can we do it? Can it's we in the do name it? of science. Yeah, we'll just cut their heads off. Anyway, they attempted it in the 1970s as well with a team of Harvard medical doctors and had the first successful head transplant with a monkey, and from the records, the world's first ever transplant of an organism. And after the, the surgery, the monkey recovered all senses. Wow. Yeah. But two, I think it only survived a month and it died. Like oh, a, oh, sorry, but also they couldn't wake it from the coma. But they, they did know that the, the, electro- the electrons were firing all the way through the yes, body. Yes, yes, and they were able to like stimulate it in a certain way, and it was all reacting properly. Okay. But they, it never could um, gain the consciousness. Out of the coma. Right. So the monkey, monkey was clinically dead. What? Yeah. And also when they transplant the brain, the brain had to be kept at under 15 degrees Celsius while it was disconnected. Otherwise, brain damage. Right. And, so and I'm, many I'm assuming factors. The, I'm assuming the person has to be awake for this? No, they're they're in a coma. They're dead. They're like, a, dude, the head's cut off. But like, I can imagine there's so blood the, being pumped through Yeah, yeah through they have constantly. oxygen being fed and blood being fed into the head to keep it alive. How do you... I mean, like, you'd have to make a decision, cut off a ma- major, like, uh, you know, and vessel, in. and then just quickly pop, pop in, yep. like, a yep. tube of blood. Yep. To, wow. I can understand the 100 scientists yeah, now. So, the 100 scientists, right? Yeah. 100 neurosurgeons. And anyway, the, oh, sorry, it, yeah, it happened bad. to the... They did it on the mouse. 
Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Anyway, um, it only took three weeks for the monkey to regain all of its functionality, mm-hmm. but it couldn't wake from the coma. But they thought when they would, by, by the time they would be able to do it after that, they, they thought there'd be the enough um, go-ahead for, uh, sorry, enough advancement in the field to able to do it on a person right. as well and know more knowledge about people. So yeah. they'd be able to do it was the thought. And it was supposed to go ahead in 2018. However, never took place because the guy that volunteered to do it ended up being able to have a child and he didn't want it then. So within the time that he volunteered, he said, if I die, I die. And I've got no other options. He right. was like fully ready to die for this procedure. So when he did it and the surgeon was like, I'll fucking do it, man. I'm not going to hold back. If I can't practice again, this will be worth it if it works. Because you imagine it worked. Yeah. Anyway, 2018 doesn't go ahead. Because he ends up meeting a, the woman of his dreams, gets married, has a child, and he was told he'd never be able to have a child. So then, right when um Got when, he, when the kid was yeah he had something to live for, so he said I'm not going to risk it. Mm, mm. Anyway, so that that was that was the end of it. Not because of like people saying no or whatever. Mm. It was because the guy who volunteered said no. At the end of the day, do you think that's divine intervention? Can you imagine if something like that actually happened? What happens to the consciousness? Do you, you just get unconscious and come back. People come out of comas all the time. You think it's the same person? Oh, yeah. Brain it's is not the a same. reset? Brain is the same. Interesting. How kooky. That's very scary. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's almost Frankenstein level mm. shit. I feel like, you know, if someone is at that level, I guess, I mean, that's, I know it's a terrible thing to say, but like that's the um, life path of that person. I guess so. But, I like, you, you know, know it's um, also like, well, modern medicine. If you, you, you've needed antibiotics in your life. Yeah, it's like as modern medicine. Then it's like, how far do you take it? That's right. Well, I say this: if you didn't have modern medicine, if you didn't have antibiotics, you'd probably be dead. Mm-hmm. I had an infection in my body years ago, and I needed antibiotics. And if I didn't have antibiotics, it probably would have killed me. Right. Just because you don't have antibiotics and you die of infection. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have been very. It'd been very, but like, dude, I mean, when science is not as crazy, it used it to be. While I was researching this, I came across another story about this, this old Russian scientist that used to cut the head off a small puppy and its torso and then s- stitch it onto the top of another dog. So it became a two-headed dog. I remember this, yeah. Yeah, and um, he used to parade them around in the 70s. Yeah. No, sorry, 1967. And he used to parade them around and be like, look at these amazing creatures. And he would literally get two bowls of milk and the dogs, both heads would go nuts for it. That's so crazy. And he'd just be walking around town going, look how amazing my work is. And literally creating two-headed abominations. And then when they when they first did, um, so it was, it was to try and perform heart transplant and lung pl- trans- transplants. And they were doing all this crazy stuff. And then when they, when they were able to do the first heart transplant, they said, oh yeah, it's because of me and my crazy ideas. Thank God we're not there. People are just sewing random shit together yeah. in the street and going, look at this person who got six heads. <laughs> I feel like that's morally wrong. Yeah. But uh, but it paved the way for so many things. Yeah. I mean, I guess in history, um, those crazy, crazy things crazy had to happen. Shit. The yeah. crazy stuff had to happen for people to learn. Like picture how many people would have been cutting bodies open and just looking at them and just going, how does this work? What do I do? This before tech. You're just literally mangling organs out of people. I, I don't know which artist it was exactly, but he pretty much uh, had a deal with like the mortician where he would be notified when there was a freshly buried body and then dig them up and skin them and be able to draw them the way the muscles work and everything like that for anatomy. Yeah, I know. For and science. Obviously, now we've come so far and we can just scan people or, yeah. and have tech to do that. But without doing all those steps, you'd never know. Very, very freaky. That is really freaky, dude. Mm. Um, do you reckon that's uh, definitely happening? That's been not being disclosed. Probably people yeah. don't want to know about that crazy stuff anymore, and definitely don't want to see it walking around the streets. No way. I mean, um, remember the uh, Dolly the Sheep clone? Like, what? Obviously, that that worked. So I'm assuming that's happened many a time with people since then, because that was that was a long time ago. Yeah. Fuck, this bloody <laughs> fucking thing. How many times has zapped me? Uh, <laughs> damn it. This, that's, um, that's divine intervention. Tre- um, it's it's testing you. Yeah, he's like, don't do that. Every time you have a bad thought, you get a little zap. Yeah, I need that in my life. So, <laughs> I, yeah, they can clone a sheep, but the sheep is supposed to be the same age that it 
was cloned at, right? So if you clone it at five years old, then the baby is five years old already, technically, I think that was the issue. Unless they've been able to solve that issue. Uh, this was like over 15 years ago. It's a long time ago. Shit, right? So I'm, I'm, I reckon that it's definitely been done with people and stuff yeah. like that. Um, it would be pretty cool. Cool and spooky. So I think they would have definitely been able to do people by now. Yeah, I think for so. For sure. We, I just, think so. we don't know CIA black ops shit that we're never going to hear about. You just have like a, a version of you that's on standby in case you you get destroyed. That's the movie Shutter Island. Yeah. Right? Uh, not Shutter no, Island. No, not Shutter Island. Um, the Michael Bay film with Ewan, uh, is Ewan McGregor. Yes, it is. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. He's in it and he's cloned to keep his, you know, in case you need spare parts. Right. It's exactly the film. It's a crap film. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the premise and I thought that was pretty cool. It is. That is cool. Yeah. So we're going to be there one day. Yeah, you just need a new leg. Yeah, let me just grow one of them in the backyard for you. You, sir, what are you doing on the street right now? Yeah. Well, I've How got nothing like on a, in my life right now. like a new heart? How about a hundred bucks for that leg? Deal. <laughs> yeah. How'd you like a new heart today? Man, it might be the day and age where we just go and, and, and they're just like, oh, my heart's feeling a bit weak. Yeah, I'll just put a new one in. Do you think um, we're it's closer to sure. getting uh, a quick replacement like that or we're closer to getting a... Uh, a, a lab-grown uh, organ replacement. I think we're closer to the lab-grown one. Mm, me too. Yeah. I Especially because we'll be if they Oh, dude, um, did you see that guy that's growing a dick on his arm? No, what the <laughs> fuck? This is I need to look up the story. Give yeah, me, do it. Do it. Me, I'll, I'll, I'll hold down the fort for you. <laughs> let me have a look, quick look. Yep. And now a word for our sponsors. Me undies. <laughs> do you like having undies? Do you have a erectile dysfunction? Do you have... Do you ever experience sadness... Loneliness, happiness, scaredness, awakeness, sleepness. Well, then you need this. Manifestness. Father of 47. Father? Father, sorry, no. Father. <laughs> I've had too much sex, my dick fell off. Yeah, I, just, I need three dicks just to maintain the sex. Father, 47, whose penis fell off due to a blood infection, reveals how he lived with a new one attached to his arm for six years. Um, so I think what was happened was uh, they 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 I think they attached his or they made one and attached it to his forearm so that it would get the right um, blood flowing through it the, yeah, the right yeah, yeah, yeah. nerves and everything like that and then the the idea was to chop it off and reattach it to where it needs to be on him That's and pretty cool uh, there's it's pretty freaky, dude, because you can see pictures of this online. I don't know if we can really bring it up for the for the vlog. Uh, I'm going to dive in deep, though. I'm going to look at it. Look at it. Holy shit, it looks exactly like a dick. It is his dick, dude. Do you think he has any feeling in it there whatsoever? Doesn't look like yet, because he's, he's given it a good slap. Like, it's just his forearm. He's like, yeah, this old thing. Holy crap, that would is some freaky shit. So you've um, heard the stories of people growing... You know, an ear on their arm again, right? Like, yeah. You know, like I grow an ear on a mouse or whatever. Um, so Holy that's shit. happening, dude. And uh, this guy's. When was this? This is, I think, well, I remember the video blowing up just last year. So um, it must be. Pretty recent. Pretty recent. But uh, yeah, dude, that, that guy's going to have a, a brand new cock. That's amazing. From his arm. Wow. That's amazing. It is pretty big as well it's not like no yeah it's one. uh i mean and look i guess if you had the choice you'd be like yo doc uh, check a couple extra inches on that thing. how did they grow it on him i'm not too sure what? i don't know if it was his they and they sewed it on his arm to get it going again oh oh that might have been it i think so and whether either way he's hung because i'm just saying how did he get it so how did they like what did they grow it from a mold there's no way they could do that right well, how do they grow an ear off a mouse? Yeah, that's true. They just shove the DNA in it and it yeah. kind of works. They just punch in the codes, penis, 3,000 inches long. <laughs> Enter. Sir, that's unheard of. Do it <laughs> in the name of science. Too much BDE. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So that's Wow. Kind of- science is nuts. <laughs> it's really happening science out there. Science is nuts and dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Um, yeah, screw the head head transplant. I want to. I want a dick on my arm. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh my god. I want a spare one, just ready to go. You know what? For some reason, that's kind of weirder to me than getting a whole head transplant. Me too. And also, um, that area, like, I feel like you'd always be bumping it on shit. 
Yeah, or you at least want to wear a brace that protects no pee it. There's no coming out of it. It's like a bit of skin at that yeah, you point. You don't want to bruise it. You're trying, yeah, to, you're trying to grow you this can, thing. You can beat the hell out of a penis, but you can't <laughs> beat the hell out of a nut. That's just like flopping around on his wrist there. Yeah. You'd have to get a little bracelet to tie that thing down. Dude, he has sleeves up and everything. He's like showing it off. Look at my penis. How big it is. He was chilling. He was chilling. He yeah, was happy. Liked, that's odd. <laughs> I, I think that's super interesting though that we can do that. Do you it think is. that the tra- did the transplant work back when they wanted to put it back? We'll have to look into it. We'll, we'll let you guys know in the next episode. We'll check in back. But um, I really do hope it worked out for him. Yeah, same. Hope he got to have his forearm penis. Yeah, otherwise it's like Jerry from Rick and Morty. Take my penis for shrimply bibbles. <laughs> <laughs> Sew it on him for the heart. <laughs> that was, that was wow, what a find. Yeah, man. Uh, I got something I want to show you. Yeah, boy. Hit me. So, um... It's uh, to do with an empire in history called Ooh, interesting. Uh, called Axum. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was like one of the most powerful and wealthiest empires in, in world's history. And it's actually located in northern Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and all, uh, from, from doing a, like a very rough uh, look into this empire, uh, the... Aksumite kings were one of the first to produce gold coins in large quantity. Okay. So, like, they, I think they were the forerunners of this. Cool. Um, so, they were, they were quite wealthy. They're quite powerful. And uh, what I wanted to talk to you about was uh, the, the 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 kings and uh, were buried under these large uh, monoliths, these obelisks. And um, they're really, really interesting. Uh, I'm bringing it up on the screen here. Yep. Have a look at the design of these things, and and mind you, these um these were, this is like um fourth century. The, the, this is probably one of the tallest things around at this time being built. So not only is that uh, an amazing feat of engineering, but uh, what's interesting about the design itself is it looks a bit like a skyscraper. Yeah, there's designs on it that have look kind of like it has windows, and it, it also has a big door at the base of it, mm-hmm. and um. It just makes me wonder, like, why would you build this shape with a door at the base and windows to look like a skyscraper uh, above the the dead? Do you think it's um, some stories passed down from an ancient civilization, a modern, uh, advanced ancient civilization? What year was this? Do you know? I think I think this is fourth century, so, so super old. Yeah, this is like this is a long time. I think over one thousand six hundred years ago. Maybe it's some sort of spiritual meaning that these windows and designs are put into it. Usually, that's what it is, right? That there's some sort of spiritual meaning behind a lot of this. Well, were windows invented? Up, right? Were windows a thing? Was glass forging a thing? And at windows this time? were a thing. People yeah? had windows in their huts and stuff. They understood a window, I think. I thought that was a mo- more modern thing. Windows. They would have had they houses. Would How old? Smelt was- glass and they're just really thick, and they're just laid into. Wood. Oh, it didn't have to be glass. It could have just been an open window, like a cutout. Oh, yeah, that, that would have existed for sure. Yeah, but like yeah, to have this like design. Doors. These look like doors or something. That's a, a, this big door and to have these windows, um, several windows up like a skyscraper looking thing. That's uh, that's really interesting. Yeah. That's super cool. I have no idea what that could be. It could be means, there's obviously some sort of meaning behind it, I would say, but has there been any speculation about what it could mean? No, but uh, I do know that the the Romans, I think, took um, some of it. Uh, some uh, they, I think they they transported it and and kept it in um, Rome, and then um, had to bring it back. Well, it's amazing piece of engineering that they could build something that tall. Yeah, with with that with the tech that they would have had to use all hand tools and no cranes or anything. How yeah, tall is it? They're they're so tall. Um, I'm not too sure. It looks sure. kind of like um, like the Thirty Rock Tower or something. They're really, really tall. Really tall and skinny, very thin. Yeah, and so stacked really to, well to get that to stand up. It, it's, it's all just, concrete. Yeah, pretty impressive. Really, int- really interesting. It's very interesting about these old ancient civilizations. What were they building? What were they trying to achieve? Why did the things look the way they looked? Yeah. What? Why? What did they do it? Like, sorry. What reason did they do it for? Like this is obviously to, like so you know they they buried a lot of kings in, there there was a lot of burying people in large 
monolith structures back in the day, especially, you know, Egyptians and their pyramids and then these axioms with their skyscraper monoliths. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure the, the pyramids were never really used as burial chambers. Didn't they find Tutankhamun and stuff in a pyramid? I think from what we've seen is that the pharaohs were placed in them, but the pyramids weren't built as burial chambers okay. themselves. Okay, right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll, we'll have to do a deep dive into that. I have a few things I want to talk to you about that um, from what I've seen. Mm. But uh, there's, yeah, from what, I, from what I've uh, read, there's no evidence to point that the pyramids were built as burial chambers. Okay, that's interesting. Yep. Well, I have no idea. That'd be so cool to know. I want to know, you know, what, what their thinking was or what... So there's multiple in that area as well. There's, yeah, there's quite a few. Um, were they all different kings or people of importance? Uh, yeah, but I believe they were all the royals and... Um, what do you potentially think it was for? The windows especially, which was a bit weird. What, what's intriguing to me is the design of it. Um... It's just a bit eerie that it represents. It, it not it doesn't represent. It, it it looks like something that's from uh, plucked out from a modern skyscraper. Do you think they were uh, receiving futuristic knowledge from some other being or creature? I'd like to think that um, they were definitely tapped into something that we have lost contact with. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Um, there's that other story about the. I cannot remember his name, but there was a. A guy who built these amazing stones and and bow, he was like a it was a couple hundreds of years ago hundreds of years ago I think oh god I don't quote me on it, it might have even been just like eighty years ago or something but there was this guy who could balance these huge stones by himself with no machinery at all and he would he would get these huge enormous stones delivered and he would then balance them in such a way where it was like a very easy pushing turning door and there were a couple couple tons each each boulder right. and they could be pushed with such such ease that they would spin perfectly and he was able to balance all of this stuff and do all of this stuff without any machinery whatsoever i think i saw this video was he like proving that you could move massive quantities of like stone by yourself by just leveraging a little counterweight or a counterbalance thing underneath to, no, to rotate so his, large slabs the, the point of the whole documentary was that people were fascinated with how he could do how he could balance these amazingly massive stones on his own with no help and he would be very secretive about how he did it that was that was that was what was strange about it but someone said that when he was unloading one of the stones that they tried to get a sneak peek and they claimed that they saw him holding two sticks and levitating the stone with them wow that's what he claimed he saw that the guy was just backing out and the whole stone was coming towards him and he claimed he was floating it with sound waves. Well, there's a lot of um, speculation about that in history, isn't there? There's a lot of um, like uh, ancient civilizations that that show uh, the use of sound to move large, yeah, stones and and, and slabs. Some sort of frequency, yeah. frequencies able to do something, you know, something yeah. cool like that. And that's what this guy claimed he saw was that he was using two sticks that looked like two rods, and the stone was floating, and he was just moving it himself, and then. When he was done, he's like, okay, see you guys, bye. That's it, I've got him. I reckon there's technology that's been lost. For sure, man. Yep. And we're, and we're, and we're way too disconnected now with, with well, the direction that we're going in, that we're, yep. we're going so far away from ever understanding what that was. Yeah, it could have been some very easy, very simple thing that we've totally lost control of. Because I could picture, I mean, now we're going real tinfoil hat here, mm. but I really do believe in, uh, in uh, advanced ancient civilizations. For sure. And... To think, like, if you look at uh, these d- these ancient structures like the pyramids or Gobekli Tepe, I could picture that just they could have been super advanced, but just culture was just in a completely different direction. Our culture has gone into social media and stuff. Who, who's to say that that repeats? What if everyone had their affairs in order and it was more about, uh, you know, community yeah, and, and it culture? About, yeah, it wasn't about and, it wasn't and about spiritual. Yeah. But what that was like the 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 common trend. It was to be really in tune with everyone. Yeah, we're not. So we've done it's, the complete opposite, yeah. which is oh yeah, we're all connected all at once and we can talk to each other all at once. But we're so disconnected from our own sense of reality that we're getting to this point where no one's really connected. 
Yeah, you know, I think it's like it's it's you just connected to the device and you're out of your mind mm. constantly. Versus, I'm always in tune with my body. I'm always in tune with the people around me. I'm always in tune with my spiritual self and what I'm feeling, which yeah. is more important than materialism or whatever. You know, the other cultures might have been on the brink brink of that and just thought, nah, this is not the direction we want to go. Like, I feel like the the need for communication and contact is is in in the human biology. Yes, but our our version of um i i guess uh, existence our our era of existence we've not really understood which way to take that and we've gone in like this social media mm. direction when um these ancient civilizations may have had a complete different uh trajectory totally. to what they were what they were all reaching towards yeah. and i think it's really um it's kind of uh sad to 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 think of them as like primitive people that just built rock um and and stone uh, structures when they could have been way more advanced just had different priorities to us totally and a lot of people said well how are you supposed to know that they're they were advanced advanced in any degree when you know oh you just gotta look for signs of plastic if they were smart they would have come up with plastic and then a lot of scientists have said well if they were smart, they probably would have looked at plastic and gone, this is horrible. Yeah. Why would I create this? It's, yeah. it's going to pollute the earth. I don't want that. Like why why, why would you just automatically assume that everyone in that generation had an oil titan, had a medical titan that was just all about like reaping the benefits off the world? Totally. They could have just gone in the a complete green direction from the get-go yep. and been like, this is the way to go. Totally. Why would we pollute the planet? Because that was advanced thinking. Mm. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, um, isn't the Titanic like pr- predicted to be fully uh, uh, dissolved in a few years' time? I have no idea. I, I think that they've already um, they've already given it a lifespan, and and by, and by a certain date in within the near future, not like thousands of years, but it's going to be fully eroded at the at the sea floor. It's going to not exist anymore. And that just shows you, like, that's full old school forged metal, mm. uh, you know, um, and and that has not lasted the test of time. That's only a couple of generations old. So. Any any structures that we come up with, if the world goes to shit, they're just going to slowly erode. Uh, not slowly erode. They're going to the any traces of our skyscrapers and things will just be gone. That's yeah, why these stone structures last forever. They're earthquake proof. They they don't erode. Yeah, they don't melt down. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. I uh, I wondered about that stuff a lot. Yeah, and I think you know if we did go into some nuclear war would, and, and civilization rebuilt itself, well, like. I don't know if the human population has ever been this large, though. Well, a great cataclysm could solve that. Yeah, like they but, did, but then like we it would, has done. Yeah, but we would then be still who we are now. Well, no, because that then you would have nothing to build off of. Everything would be mean wiped out. Humans still survive. Yeah, or well, a minor amount, and okay. they're separated, and they know what the world they used to live in, but they have. No, um, you know, if you if the world went to shit and it's up to you and me, we don't know how to forge steel. We don't know how to, you know, make electricity. And all we're doing is telling stories to our grandkids. Yeah, we're explaining there was paint in the sky. They had these skyscrapers, and we have grandkids, and we're still telling the stories. And all they grew up with was sticks and stones. Yeah, or maybe um, a plastic bag that we we left them. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a he's a old school lunchbox. Totally. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> that's that oh man imagine to find out like our relics if we, if if we're an ancient civil uh, if we're a uh, advanced civilization and we get wiped out our relics aren't the freaking uh rosetta stones it's just plastics <laughs> like for like mel- smelted plastics into like a sprite bottle and people and and the next generation like a million years are gonna be like these are the these are the remnants from an ancient civilization spirity <laughs> spirity hail spirity <laughs> that's what they knew there's gonna be like a, a, a religious dude at that time and he's gonna find I think he found like the Rosetta Stone and it's just a sprite label yeah and he's like, look at these mongols listen to these religious texts water sugar more sugar lemon flavor flavor enhancer <laughs> and everyone just takes it as a religious bible yeah okay if they can read it oh wow it's yeah. like a lost language depends how long it takes is that thought that we're not going to know what even English sounds like in 300 years. We're not going to be able to understand it. I had a thought a long time ago. Um, do you think you could invent a new accent? 
or every accent sound has been done, taken up. You could invent a new one. But like, you know, if you if you were to watch a movie and they're doing aliens, they make aliens sound the same. And if you do any other sound of accent, it sounds like something that's from Earth. It sounds like any any country's accent speaking English. For a for for someone to come up with an uh, an accent for someone speaking English, I mm-hmm. feel like it's very hard to not make it sound like something that already exists. I get what you mean. Yeah, but it would have to be something very disconnected to what we know, which just automatically just we already goes know to the robot. main ones. We already know the main ones. Yeah, and I think that's a hard part because then otherwise the first thing people think of are like, "Bring me to your leader." Like it's. But that's a too cliche. disconnected. You, you would have to have someone who's never spoken the language before try and do it. Or something with a totally different vocal cord. Yes. Like, so they, the years ago, they tried to make a monkey speak and it ended up just being like. Really? Yeah. Couldn't, it didn't have the vocal cords to do it. They can make sounds. Do you think with enough practice it could get there or would it have to be evolved to get there? Man, just think about it. No, no, it, it, it can't do it. It's impossible right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. But think about it. A bird. We can't copy what a bird sounds like that much mm. or the certain sounds that a bird can make, but they can copy us. They can make any sound almost. You've seen those birds that can sound yeah. like chainsaws? Why do you think that is an adaption? A, 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 they copy adaptation. what they hear. But what, how does that help them in the wild? To communicate with other things they can't see. It's, it's like a defensive thing, you think? No, it's a it's to find the, the version of themselves out there. But wouldn't they have their own sound? Yeah, they do, but mate. some copy to mask or to to get something else to, you know, reveal its location or whatever. So you had those those birds that would copy the meerkat sounds to 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 scare the meerkats into thinking right. that there's an alert, but then it would just come in and steal the food. Right. Okay. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. So it, it's an adaption thing. Um, speaking of teaching apes things, yeah. Did you hear about? Um, I'm not sure if it was a. An ape, or, uh, I think it may have been an orangutan. Mm. They taught it to understand sign language and then they made it understand what death was and then it got super depressed. And it didn't know what death was? It, it, it pretty much, they, they were able to communicate to it the understanding of what death is. And yeah, then I once like it go away. Once it comprehended that, it, it got super depressed. Which is so sad. That is pretty sad. Why would they teach it that? I guess scientists just trying to get communication and see how how uh, advanced the ape brain is. Mm. That's kind of sad. It is quite sad. It's like, but I remember the story of when they had Michael the ape, uh, Michael the gorilla, sorry, with Coco the monkey, and they tried to make a mate with Coco and him, and they taught him sign language. And then one day they saw him acting out and they asked him what's wrong. And he said he was thinking about the time his mother was killed when he was like an infant. Damn. Yeah. And he was like 20 or something like that. And they said, what, what are you Such talking strong about? memories. Yeah. And he said like, that's, that's why he was upset and sad that day. And he was oh, like about, it just, they just, it just remembered that day. Yeah. So it was, it was walking around, throwing around a tire and they said to it, well, what's going on? Like, why are you doing this? And he says like, he was having the thoughts of, what he described, like, and he was saying the words like loud, bang, mum, um, like lie down, blood, dead. Like it was just communicating vague Horrible. things. But they said, you know, that, that it was poachers killing the mum. And that's how they found him was, was poachers. And he escaped. And then they said, man, that was the story of his mum getting shot. And they didn't even think he could remember that. That's terrible. And he was like a full grown fucking gorilla. Jeez, that's like silverback. Just shows you it's traumatizing for any sentient yep. creature. Yep. Um, did, did aren't uh, aren't um, some scientists noticing that the apes are starting to go into another era, like from stone and sticks and stones era to like the early stage of the I don't know Iron Age or something cybernetic era? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, they've they um, there's photos of orangutans utilizing spears in the wild. But have they been taught that or no? It's that they've picked that up. I'm not too sure if they've seen it happen, but to understand that that is a more advanced way of hunting mm. is interesting. Yeah. That means uh, I'm, I'm sure that, that that knowledge will be passed down saying, okay, well, instead of just going barehanded and breaking an animal's head open, mm. use this weapon instead. 
Mm. And we might be just starting to see a little bit of evolution start happening. That's pretty cool. I, I've not heard that at all. So do you think that they're going to catch up like they're slowly hyper evolving? I think I don't think they're hyper evolving. I've but, seen that photo. Um, I, we'll I definitely think uh, we're, we're, we're going to bring up a photo, but um, I think that uh, we might be seeing the early stages of the next leap for that species. Interesting. I mean, obviously, this is going to take it could take thousands of years, but we're just getting a little taste of the potential that of what they could reach if given enough time. Very interesting. Because given enough time, anything will evolve, right? Oh, for sure. We haven't reached. Well, I, well, I don't know about humans, but everything else is still has the high potential to to turn into something else. Mm, definitely. I did hear the story that mag uh, crows and magpies. Oh, sorry, I think just crows. Crows have entered the Bronze Age. Crows. Crows, because they so that the essence for Bronze Age was that you needed to be able to use tools, and you needed to be able to teach it to your young. That might and be what the apes are starting to go into so the Bronze Age. The the magpie, sorry, crows have already done that because they use tools to kind of you know you, uh, collect things out of water, and they use it to like open stuff, mm, mm. and they teach it to their young. So it's not that just one figures it out. It's that they actually teach it to each other. Wow. So they've technically entered the Bronze Age. Crows. That's interesting. Pretty cool. And is that with um, natural things or things that humans have left behind? Not sure. But the, uh, that's what I've heard, that they're, wow. that they're in the Bronze Age already because they, they, they're tool users. Not all of them, but not some of them. That's cool. Yeah. What else do you think is catching up? Presumably we see cats driving cars. I mean, well, people are like teaching their dogs to have those little buttons to tell them when they're hungry. And, and not when in they... the wild. This is in the wild. That's true. Um, I'm not too sure what else, but like... Maybe I mean... rats. Rats are pretty fucking smart. Oh, no, those fucking... Um, what are they called? Uh, honey badgers. What do they do? They can use... They're very smart and can use shit to their advantage. They can use rocks and sticks and otters, stuff. Otters like... Don't no, they like get a little? They, they they bash little stones on their little uh, oysters to open them up. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But honey badgers are pretty smart. When they're escaping stuff, they stack rocks up, and then when they're out of rocks, they stack mud and That's build. Cool. Man, and have think you it's seen? Have you seen the the actual real size of a beaver? Yeah, it's big. It's massive. They have those crocodile. Uh, sorry, you reminded me. They have those otters. Those um saltwater uh, river otters. They're big as crocodiles. Fucking hell. Did you know that that's how big they are? Giant, a giant oh, beaver. Oh, there's a giant beaver. But like, <laughs> imagine something with teeth like that Is walking that around. Is that alive now though? Is that thing was alive or it's a, it's alive now? I'm going to have to look that up. Because that looks way too big. That looks fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> look up river otter. Those things are huge and they're alive now. Pull that shit up, Jamie. I'm on Have you seen a monkey it. eat that person's face? Pull that shit up, Jamie. You ever seen a monkey on DMT? They'll, they'll eat crocodiles. That's how fucking big they are. That type of size. You can see someone holding them. They're very long. I mean, they're almost two meters for long. For something that cute, it it's, looks pretty vicious. They mass... The alligators are scared of them. Damn. They look so cute, though. No, but they're big. Like, they're like this long. Really? Yeah. That's like a one of those... Um, Lizards, what are they called? Komodo dragon. Yeah, Komodo dragon. Those things are scary. They bite you and they wait for the bacteria to eat your body and then, then wait for you to die three days later. They follow you around till you, till you drop dead and then slowly eat you. There you go. River otter eating a fucking alligator. That's freaky, dude. It's chewing its head off. If it can even chew through that skin, look at it. It's got some battle scars as well, man. Oh, I don't give no fucks, bro. That... Look how big so, it is. It looks so cute before and now it just looks like a seal. It looks like fucking Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a seal and, and it just looks like just a killing machine. They are, dude. They are not to be messed with. They will mess you oh up. My goodness. And they hunt in packs of like 20 or more. You need to calm down. They carry the, the alligators around in their mouth. That's freaky, man. I thought otters were really cute. and No, uh, some are, but not those ones. The saltwater River otters, they'll mess you up. That looks like a panther. It's a panther that swims. It's a wet panther. Yep. Look at that. 
What kind of face is that for something so cute? Yeah, very scary. Yeah. All right, well. Well, that's pretty good. I don't want to cuddle otters anymore. No, I'm never going to touch one. <laughs> I think that's it, man. I think we're wrapping that up now. We've it's reached, been like over an hour. We've reached our time. Yeah. Unless you wanted to say something else to our viewers. No, I think we're good. I felt like there's so much other stuff I wanted to say, but I just didn't have time. Next time. Next time. We'll keep it for next time, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, the little journey we went on today. I feel like we touched on across... I mean, we, we taught each other a lot of things. We had a lot of interesting discussions today um, from science to evolution um, and all in between. Yeah. But we love you guys and we'll see you in the next one. As always, we're the Double Dose. Thank you for watching. Bye. Thank you.